and welcome to the podcast of Tech EU. I am your host, Andrey Degler. In today's episode, I would like to share with you a conversation that I recorded back in September at the Tech Barbecue Conference in Copenhagen with Heidi Lindvall, the general partner at Pale Blue Dot. My name is Heidi Lindvall. I'm a general partner at Pale Blue Dot which is a climate tech fund based in Sweden. Uh, we invest around Europe and US uh, in pre seed and seed stage companies that do something positive for the climate. Right. Now, this is great. This is very interesting. And uh, before we start, I also wanted to say, I hope you are not uh, offended by the way that uh, your photo for the news was treated by, <laughs> by our teammate at TechEU. Did you see the piece? I did see the piece and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I think a lot of people would not have agreed. I, you know, we ourselves, the GPs, chose that photo from like one of the ones that were outtakes, I guess, because we thought it was just funny and the other ones were too formal. But then it was funny that that was like made a whole piece about it. So yeah, we were laughing about it. It was great. I think it was the last straw for Dan, who's a professional <laughs> photographer, and he really wanted to <laughs> let uh, let his emotions out <laughs> about it. <laughs> Anyway, back to Pale Blue Dot. So uh, what uh, what is it? Uh, what's the thesis like? What's the ticket size? What's the stage? Uh, so like the whole list. Sure. So we invest pre-seed and seed stage companies. Generally, our tickets are between 200,000 euros and 2 million euros. Our sweet spot is to lead seed rounds. And yeah, like I said, we invest all around Europe and US. So it's pretty wide. We've uh, been operating for just over a year now and we've done 14 investments so far. Three in the US, I think four in the UK, three in Germany, a few in Sweden, and a few other ones here and there. And for us, it's climate tech, but climate tech is very wide. So we essentially see climate positive companies in any sector. So it's more horizontal, essentially. So fintech, mobility, fashion supply chain, food and agriculture, energy, etc. So yeah, it's really, really wide. And why is it that you're saying uh, that your sweet spot is to uh, lead, uh, lead the round? What's the reason for that? We prefer to be really involved with the, with the startups. Uh, we're pretty operational, all of us. We're all entrepreneurs. The three of us have started the fund together. We've all started companies and we've all done the journeys and really enjoy working with founders. So we prefer to lead or co-lead so that we sometimes take a board seat, sometimes we don't, but more informally work quite a lot with them. So we kind of want a significant ticket size. So we often take around 10% of the round so that we can kind of be involved as well. If we do pre-seed, we generally don't, then it's just a smaller ticket for us. We might not be as involved either yet. But yeah, this is where we kind of model our fund, where we where we want to be. And since you mentioned the operational background, can you also talk a bit more about your own background? What did you do before uh, Blue Dot? Sure. I have a very non-typical VC background. I used to be a documentary filmmaker. I used to travel around the world making documentaries about social and global issues. So things like the civil war in Sri Lanka or child soldiers in Uganda. After that, I went into tech. This was now about 12 years ago that I then started tech companies because I felt like I wanted to be on the other side and really be part of uh, finding some solutions. And I was very frustrated because I felt like in tech in general at the time, we were building great applications and great things, but not necessarily solving the biggest problems we had. So I guess that's always been my trajectory is to be in tech and help us solve bigger problems with technology. So I built a few companies, neither grew very successful, then started a few accelerators, a micro fund, and then started this fund last year. So that's my journey. Yeah, yeah, this sounds really interesting and, and actually more logical uh, now that now that you talk about it. And I wanted to quote uh, the piece that we ran on uh, Pale Blue Dot. It was saying that Pale Blue Dot has a pretty singular focus on climate tech as it considers Europe to be well positioned to lead in this area. So what uh, what makes you think so? I think we have a lot of talent 
in Europe, first of all, and we're very aware of climate change, much more so than they have been in many other places. So I think we're a little bit ahead of actually trying to solve these problems. Then we have the government and the regulations that have actually moved pretty far along in actually saying we're going to be carbon neutral by 2030 or, or 2050 for some countries. And, and this is really pushing a lot of incentives for people to start companies. So I think the whole movement has just taken I'll call fire here, essentially. Maybe that's a bad analogy when we talk about climate change. But it's really started here. And um, and, uh, in in some other places, people are still debating whether climate change is even real or if it's real, even man-made, right? So in that sense, I think we're a bit ahead of the curve. And um, yeah, we have the best entrepreneurs here who, who, if we give them the right kind of opportunities, we think that we can really excel in this. And we think Europe can be the huge kind of climate tech hub. And we are seeing that already. We're seeing a lot of you as investors kind of come over and, and start, start like talking to our kind of climate tech companies. So we're seeing that it's not just us noticing this change. I think there's a lot of people noticing that Europe is pretty hot with climate tech right now. Yeah, that is true. And if you also read the news and if you write the news as well, uh, you can see that there are more and more climate tech investors uh, coming up in Europe. So uh, what's, what's your take on uh, this uh, landscape? What do you see? Like, do you talk to your peers that are doing the same sort of thing? Uh, how, is it, uh, how is it growing in Europe? Yeah, I talk to a lot of people who work with a climate tech and who are starting funds in this sector. And I think it's great that more people are focusing on it. I mean, we have so many problems. We have endless amount of problems. And I feel like I want every company to focus on climate tech and therefore also every investor to focus on climate tech. Because the more investment we get, the more companies we get, the more problems we're solving. So this is definitely not one of those spaces where we're getting worried because it's getting so crowded. I mean, on one hand, yes, we don't want our deals to get stolen from us. But on the other hand, we know it's actually great for the community. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's grown significantly. When we started fundraising, which is now about 18 months ago, no one has really talked about climate tech. Like the concept itself wasn't really discussed And now suddenly everyone's talking about climate tech and every generic fund, a VC fund is kind of coming into the space as well. So, yeah, it's been a significant change. And I think it's definitely one of the hottest areas right now. And then another question would be something I uh, thought about uh, for a while. So isn't every investor going to become a climate tech investor at some point? Is climate tech actually a thing that uh, makes sense to focus on? Yes, I agree with you. I think to some extent, every investor is and should be a climate tech investor. And like I said, it's it's of course different to say who's going to do the really hard tech, climate tech investments, which maybe are harder to grasp and you might need your own researchers, etc. But then if you look at making small optimizations to any company in any sector to be climate positive, it's something we all should be doing. And this is why I think we're seeing all these generalist funds also move to the, towards this space because they understand that This is where the future is. There's going to be tax incentives. There's going to be more regulations, et cetera, that's going to force companies to operate this way, this way, whether they like it or not. So therefore, we kind of have to prepare all companies for this new future. And it will be something that everyone will be investing in. I think we have a little bit of a head start at the moment because there's some knowledge around that. But at the same time, a lot of people don't have the kind of focus that we have and, and a lot of startups are looking for more value alignment than they did before. So they're looking for people who really get that climate is a big thing and not just investing in climate because it's a good opportunity. Um, so I think we have a bit of a head start. But yes, I think it's going to get very crowded very soon. Right. So you are looking both at companies that are sort of pure climate tech and then uh, at companies from other industries that have something to do with the climate. Do you, do you make any distinction uh, between these two groups at all? 
Um, for us, it's really about whether climate is core to the business model. And that's really important. I think a lot of companies will, they'll do X and then it'll have Y impact just out of what they're doing. But I think for us, it's really important to say, though, are you, is what you're doing actually core to the climate? It's not just like, oh, it could actually impact it in this way, but it's, but they're doing it in order to have an impact. So that is kind of how we try to make it a distinction there. But it is pretty hard, to be honest. We have a researcher in-house, and every time we have a company, we try to sit down and figure out what is the impact. Is this 100% core? And, and you know, of course, also taking into consideration social issues and governance issues, etc. So to really make sure that this is the best investment in every single way. It, it is hard. It's not like an easy distinction. This is what we must and this is what we don't. But yeah, we're trying to get better at that all the time. And you also mentioned that you uh, made investment in the U.S., right? Why would a U.S. company come to a European investor, especially at an early stage? Honestly, value alignment is the easiest answer to that. We haven't been physically in the U.S. from since we started the fund. Of course, due to the pandemic, it would have been hard to do so anyway. Uh, but we have some network over there and we have said that we're opportunistically doing U.S. investments. But we have gotten access to some great companies who, who have really kind of liked the value alignment because a lot of the investors there might not necessarily have been so deep on climate yet and especially not uh, last year yet so they really like the fact that we're kind of value aligning what they're doing and also they see a lot of them see Europe as a huge market as well a huge opportunity so the fact that you know they get some investors locally and they get some investors in Europe opens up a whole new market where people are already thinking more about climate and maybe thinking more about their specific sectors, so whether it's EVs or uh, carbon offsetting, etc. So yeah, it's it's not, like I said, it's not something that we're actively looking for deals, but very opportunistically making investments. And so far we've made three and we're super happy with them. Right, yeah, that's very interesting. And this is actually brings the next like a wider question. So what is it that you as a climate tech investor are actually bringing to the table? And why would a company that is not necessarily a climate tech company, but like from an adjacent sector, why would they go to a climate focused investor and not to an investor that has expertise in their own field like energy or agri-tech or whatever else? It's a great question. And I think it is really about all of us founders being operational ourselves. And I mean, we've all done the journeys. We build SaaS businesses, we build marketplaces, etc. So it's not that we're just like climate experts, because because as you heard from my background, I don't have a background in climate and none of us really do. We more have a background in tech and in building companies and in leadership and management, etc. So these are the things we can help with, which are the everyday issues you have. You don't really end up having the kind of issues of being a climate tech company because, you know, they all have completely different things. So we try to help where we where we can. And and then, like, like I mentioned, the value alignment is the other thing where I think people kind of come to us. So I think it's the founders, entrepreneurs starting a fund themselves. We are three investors. We all three GPs. You can talk to us directly. You can find us on the website. We're very approachable. So I think that, along with the value alignment, is kind of where people come to us and not specifically because we have all this climate expertise that they need, because I think um, that can also be found out elsewhere. Right. And when you look at uh, Europe, uh, uh, where uh, do you see the new climate tech hubs, let's say, uh, emerge in terms of both uh, capital and uh, startups? I guess it's hard to say, but I mean, I could say that we are seeing most companies from Germany and from mm -hmm. UK at the moment, from London specifically. And then we're seeing quite a lot of climate tech companies from Nordics. I wouldn't say there's a hub. I wouldn't say like Stockholm, Helsinki, Copenhagen or anything is like a specific hub. It's pretty spread out still, but I think the Nordics in general are pretty good at, at, at looking at these type of solutions right now. 
But yeah, that's that's the kind of areas that we're seeing most steel flow in at the moment um, in the kind of climate climate sector. Uh, why do you think is it uh, spread like this? It's a great question. I think it has to do with with a lot of government incentives and regulations, to be honest. I think these are countries that have taken commitments and said that they are going to be net zero very soon. And therefore, it's kind of encouraging people to talk about it more. They, it's been on the agenda in those countries for a while. So a lot of founders kind of seen it coming. And we see a lot of serial founders who come out of their first successful companies and say, now I want to do something for the climate and kind of realizing this is a second venture. So it's also hubs where we've had some some successful exits and, and, and we're seeing more of. Now, why the rest of Europe is in this mold, I can't really answer. And maybe they will be. And it could also be specifically for us being based in the Nordics. And that's kind of where, we, where we're seeing things. But. Great. Well, thanks so much for your answers. And uh, the last question is, uh, as usual, is there anything that I have not asked about that you wanted to mention as well? Not really. I, I, the main thing I want to mention is that I would love any climate tech companies to come to us. Um, we're very easy to find. Uh, we have our website. It's paleblue.vc. It's an actual dot. So don't spell out dot. And then all of our emails are on the website. So we love for people just to email us directly. We're definitely not the kind of fund where you need a warm intro and you need to know someone. You need to be in the bubble. You just need to you know, be an ambitious person with a big idea. And then you can come to us. So that's what I would love people to know. Brilliant. Hadi, thank you so much once again and good luck with everything that you're doing at PaleBlue.com. Thank you very much. And this is it for our today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like our show, follow us today wherever you listen to podcasts and if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show, please do that as well. Our audio engineering is done by SoundPulse, that is sound-pulse.com. Your questions, suggestions, and opinions are very welcome. Please send them to podcast at tech.eu. This was TechEU Podcast. I am Andrew Daigler, and I will talk to you again very soon. For now, take care and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye.